My next Toastmaster guest is a lady who refers to herself as Miss Busy Bee. It's actually a woman that I did meet in Toastmasters and she absolutely got my attention the first day I actually saw her at Bacon and Egg Club. She is a wife, mother of two, full-time employee and an entrepreneur. That's not all. She's headed back to studying an undergraduate at UNISA in a Bachelor's of Arts majoring in Philosophy and Psychology. She also is the area director in Toastmasters and the founder of Impactful Future Leaders. I've asked her whether she wants it mild, medium or hot, and she's chosen it to be mild. And here we go with mild. Let's meet and welcome Harifile Moeng. Hari, lovely to meet with you. Hi, Lucinda. Thank you so much for having me. So the, let's just crash straight into this right away. I want to know from you, what, why did you join Toastmasters? All right, for me, it's a little bit of a long story, but I'll try to cut it short. So in 2016, I decided to venture into a personal development journey. I read a book called The Miracle Morning, and on the book, the author encourages us to have accountability partners, right? So I found an accountability partner, which happened to be my friend, Saina, and then Saina was belonging to this other group that they called themselves Power Hour. So we used to meet every once a month on Saturdays and we had a captain of the club and the captain of the club was well spoken. And then I wondered, how can I be like this guy? How can he be so well spoken? What did he do? And then being myself, I asked him, what happened to you, Iggy? How did you become so well spoken? And then he said to me, I know I joined this thing that is called Toastmasters. But because then I was too shy, I couldn't even ask toast what? Because I only had toast toast. Then I decided when I get home, I googled, I googled toast. And then fortunately enough, Toastmasters came down and then I read about Toastmasters. I was so excited. And then the following week on a Monday in June, I went to my first meeting in Bryanston at the club called Fourth Dimension. When I got there, I knew that was home. I knew that I just have to join this. The time that I went to the meeting, I didn't even have money. I couldn't even afford Toastmasters. And then I told my then boss that I want to join this thing called Toastmasters. And then he paid for my first membership. And until today, the rest is history. I'm in a Toastmaster addict. Yeah, people talk about this addiction to Toastmasters. Once they it's bitten you, you go all over the show. True. Tell me, what is your greatest learning in Toastmasters thus far? So when I joined Fourth Dimension, I joined it in June from June until the next year, July, I finished what was then the CC, the old uh, legacy program. And the following year, they asked me to be the president of the club. And I felt, no, guys, I do not even know how to lead people. How am I going to lead such amazing people, such educated people? And they said, you know, I think Toastmasters we learn by doing. I agreed. I became the president of the club and I didn't let the club down. We managed to achieved 10 out of 10 DCP goals. We had enough members for the club. And then I realized that what I have learned was to motivate people to do things without forcing them. Like, you know, if you can get people to do things without paying them. So you can imagine if you pay people and then you ask them to do things. That's a skill that I think every employee, employer, entrepreneur, everyone in life needs. You need to be able to get people to do stuff, but you don't have to force them to do them. That's kind of being a good leader, isn't it? It is, definitely. And is that a skill that you can say you proudly have mastered? Yes, 
definitely I have mastered this skill because after joining Toastmasters, I started a cleaning company. And in my cleaning company, I don't have to force people to go work for me to clean for my clients. But for some reason, when they go out there, they do a fantastic, amazing job. And I always get good testimonials from my clients. So if we have to look at it, um, look a little bit deep into this, what is Toastmasters meant, meant for you on a personal level? So Lucinda, with me, where I come from, I come from a very disadvantaged background. I didn't go to your Model C schools. I used to be this shy person. I couldn't even speak to, to converse with one-on-one, -on -one. but then joining Toastmasters has boosted my confidence. It has, it has done great things for me. Yesterday at church, I was speaking to another lady and she was so interested in whatever that I was saying. And I was like, you know what, just come join Toastmasters out of nowhere. So Toastmasters is just something that just, I'm an ambassador to, not being paid, but I just love it because it has changed not my life only, but people around me. If it wasn't for Toastmasters, I wouldn't have what we call the impactful future leaders today. Because I have learned how to make, to do speeches, how to lead and how to boost my confidence. So whatever that I've learned, I want to now impart to these young ones that I have, which are ten, yeah, um, kids from 10 to 17 years old. Oh, where's your project? Where are you holding this project? So this project, we hold it once a month at uh, Bryanston Library on a Saturday. It's for three hours. So we have plus minus 25 kids who would attend the program. During the program, it runs... Like, like Toastmasters, so they would have a meeting leader, we would have someone who records the time, we would have three kids prepared speeches, but before they present speeches, we, the leaders of the club, which is myself and Moronga, my partner, we would maybe guide them through their speeches. When they present the speeches, the ki other kids would come and then give them feedback and say, this is what you have done well on your speech. And we will, before we start the meeting, we open up with an icebreaker so that everyone feels calm down a bit and then during the meeting they will have what we call let's talk in toastmasters we call it table topics so we call it let's talk one of the kids will have topics that she shares with them and then they just answer impromptu impromptly and how long has it been going on for now so it started last year hey 2017 mm -hmm. so it's over a year now 2017 or 2018? 2018, sorry, 2018, 2018 yes, yeah. 2018. So it's a year old now. Started wow. last Happy year birthday. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> so that is something I think that the projects that Toastmaster gives you or, or kind of challenges you in your life to take on. So that is something that you've really taken on is one of those projects, which is a community-based project. Yes, so this one is, I'm doing it as my HPL. Remember mm. now, HPL, High Performance Leadership, you can do anything outside Toastmasters. So I'm starting a business which I'm making it in my HPL. I only have met with my committee, but we haven't gone through doing the speeches and going through other projects on HPL, but that's definitely my project for Toastmasters. Tell me, when you meet these, these youngsters, I mean, is it changing their lives? Um, I wish I could say just phone one mother and find out from them, but there's definitely a change from them. My daughter happens to be one of the impactful future leaders, and I usually take her to Toastmasters that also boosts her confidence because if it wasn't for impactful future leaders, I wouldn't be able to take her to Toastmasters because I would feel that maybe she's still shy. But because she's now able to stand in front of her peers and then give feedback, give a let's talk sessions, it, it helps each and every child who's part of the impactful future leaders to become confident and become a leader in their own ways. 
you know, you've got to give it to you and to give it to her. On Thursday night, we were in the same meeting and your daughter got up and she did an impromptu speech, which is table topics. Yes. And she hands down won it. Yes, there was no yes. doubt in anyone's mind that your daughter wasn't the best speaker. So how old is she now? She's 11. She'll be 12 in June. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. When because now you see, the thing is, I wish I knew Toastmasters when I was growing up. Because I feel if I knew Toastmasters when I was younger, my life would have progressed faster than it is now. So if the kids find out how to do speeches, how to be confident at an early age, their life will progress much faster. They wouldn't have to go through the hardships that some of us went through. Yeah, you know, I only joined at the age of 50. And if only I joined at 17 or 18 when I was running around and doing naughty things, it would Tell have made a lot of it. Hey? I know, yeah. So sure. that would have been. So where to from here? So Lucinda, I believe in that uh, Miles Monroy's uh, statement where he says, the graveyard is the richest place on earth. People die with their goals, their, their visions, and, their, and they, they, they die because of fear. So for me, where to? I want to leave this, this world empty. I want to leave this world empty. Everything that I know is not supposed to go to the graveyard. Everything mm. that I know is for the world mm. to be grateful and use my knowledge. And the little that I know, they will use it and they will make something out of it. So mm. where to from here? I'm going to the graveyard empty. So you're going to die with no regrets? At all. Yeah. That is how you want men to live. And you want to leave a legacy? I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave a legacy because you know what? We can, we can be well-educated, we can have our masters, but if you don't have something that you leave for your kids, then it means, I mean, your kids cannot use your masters to continue your legacy. But then if I leave a business in Petrol Future Leaders, if I leave my Get More Cleaning Services, my kids have something to work on that I have left for them. So definitely legacy is what I'm leaving. You know, thank you, Khadi, as we call you Khadi and not Kharefile. Um, um, people, please, let's get that name right because we hear all sorts of versions sometimes. And what really stood out for me in this particular interview was always that accountability partner. It's something I talked very highly about in your life. It's someone that challenges you and pushes you to grow. Even in Toastmasters, find that particular partner. And she certainly is not the only addict. I know many addicts that are crazy about Toastmasters and really are seen in the clubs a lot. And you learn by doing is exactly what I know Khadi lives by. And may that be what you live by too. And also, may you learn to lead in a non-forceful way. And lead by example. Walk the talk and, and show and grow and show others how to do exactly the same. And I really love the fact that you've said the one thing that I do believe in. Leaving a legacy and using your gifts this lifetime. And not burying them, but using everything and leaving behind a great example for the generations to come. Khadi, thank you very much. It was a great interview. Thank you. Thank you, Lucinda. Next up is a new Toastmaster who arrived at my home club, Bacon and Egg, three months ago. He is on a quest for knowledge and self-development and considers himself a practical philosopher of mankind. He also is a financial engineer. He has a great story. And guess what? He's selected hot, so get ready for it. It gives me great pleasure to introduce no one other than Warren Vessels. Welcome. Thanks, Lucinda. So let's get straight into it. What drew you to Toastmasters? Sure, that's a bit of a story. Um, the cornerstone of my life, essentially, um, <clears throat> is one of me being sick of my own story, really. In my mid-twenties, I had this realization that I was wrong in multitude of facets of my life. I looked at society, I looked at the results I was getting in my life, and 
I realized that what I was doing was wrong and what I've been taught and the way I'd been conditioned, society or the world at large didn't really work that way. So that led me on a quest, a furious quest for knowledge, self-understanding, understanding of the world, led me down the paths of philosophy, religion, politics, you name it. And it was just ever since my mid-twenties, and I'm now in my late thirties, it's just been this ongoing tumbling through knowledge and experience and observation um, of trying to make sense of my world, essentially, and bringing that back to Toastmasters. Um, I started realizing, having a look at what's happening around me and all the rest of it, if I, what I'm doing is not giving the results that I need, I need to start looking in the dark corners, right? And finding inadequacies in the dark corners is what led me to Toastmasters. And the thing that actually brought that about is um, was a wedding speech. I did a wedding speech for a friend of mine. And I wrote a doozy. I wrote one of the best speeches, I think. I'm, I'm good at writing and, you know, interpersonal skills like this. But, I mean, talking in front of a crowd absolutely flattened. And writing a really good speech, rehearsing it twice before the time and sharing it with other best man, I actually put myself, uh, we both cried it was so good. Um, but the inability to articulate that in front of an audience flattened me. So that was a dark corner. And looking at that corner and looking into that dark space, realized that, you know, I need to develop the skill. And I threw myself into the, into the deep end, essentially, and thought, okay, well, I've got to confront this. What better way to confront it than Toastmasters? I mean, the platform has been around since the 60s, I think, or 50s. Uh, I'm not sure. I've only been around for a short time, so I don't know the history too well. But um, I thought, let me, have, let, me, let me explore this path and let me confront this fear. How did you come across Bacon and Egg Club? What made you that one Saturday arrive at our club? <laughs> so you alluded to my, in, in my introduction saying that I'm a f uh, financial engineer. I, mean, I work seven days a week and I had to find somewhere that could fit into my schedule. So most of the meetings during the week, being a new father, and in, in addition to that, the responsibilities that I carry, I had to find something that would, that would fit within my schedule. Bacon and Egg happened to be just around the corner for me. It happened to meet every, I mean, twice a month. On Saturday mornings and I thought that that would be an, um, a beneficial time and as it's turned out it's been a very 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 cool experience I mean the members are phenomenal the quality of speaking's humbling it really is I mean some of the people that stand up and the, the, the messages that they deliver um, really hit home mm -hmm. and um, structure the club the social aspect of the club um, been a really really cool experience very welcoming experience and challenging. It's weird. It's like, you know, there's a lot to it. You see, from my perspective, when you walked in the room that day, it was like, wow, this guy's here for a very set reason. He's, he's, got a, he's really going to go a long way in speaking. I That's may, how I saw you to be. I maybe should have gone into acting because I was actually trembling underneath. But um, <clears throat> I think maybe that's conviction shining through. Yeah. You know, that's that ability to make a decision and face what's coming regardless of what the consequences are. Maybe that's a little bit of, maybe that's what you saw. Um, but it was, I am resolute to, mm -hmm. to try and turn this into something, um, something of a strength, mm. you know. Mm. And you faced the shadow, the dark, the dark box, the dark zones for sure. Mm. And you, you took action. Yeah. And that's what one needs to do in life. 100%. So what have you learned thus far? It's three months. That's all it's been. But what have you learned? You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that. I was thinking, this, thinking about this for a little while before we actually 
sat down to chat. And, you know, besides being not competent to be able to deliver effective speech publicly, um, speaking well is a combination from what I can ascertain, I've only been there for three months, is it's a skill as well as an art. So there's something that can be learnt, but there's also your personal signature that needs to be put onto this, right? So the skill aspect gives you a lot of confidence up front because, you know, having the structure or the framework to be able to build effective communication is fundamental to good public speaking, I believe. You know, there's very few people that have actually got a knack for this. But the art is where it really comes together. And if done correctly, I think that you can touch people and you can change things for the good, I, th I think. And I've seen it. I've seen it in our club. I've seen it in history. I mean, like I said, the cornerstone of my life is just delving through information and knowledge. And I mean, some of the, some of the most influential people in history had the ability to speak effectively. And I think, I do believe, being a philosopher by nature, that words have power and ideas have power. And the ability to communicate them effectively is where that, that power, that's where the rubber hits the road. That's where that power, that thinking materializes. And I think there's a massive responsibility in that. And, you know, so it was a logical consequence for my life. I can speak, I mean, I can write and I can think, but the ability to articulate on a broad, wide scale is something that's seriously lacking. And what I've learned to close off the question is that Toastmasters can provide this and in a very effective way, in a very, very cool environment as well. Um, as opposed to just being thrown in the deep end. It provides you with a lot of tools to be able to develop the skills and bring out your own signature art for a lack of a better expression. Are you feeling more confident already in I the am. three months? Yes. Within your own ability to speak and that's possible? You know what's strange is that you talk about the ability to speak. I'm actually speaking less. So what I find is that you know, we often chit-chat, small talk, all the rest of it. And that amount of chit-chat and small talk has fallen off. So I, I communicate more purposefully. I wouldn't say that I've got um, any command of the English language or the ability to speak in front of a crowd. But what I have developed is the ability to speak purposefully in my interpersonal communication. So there's a lot less waffling. Because I instinctively now realise... Even more so, I think I maybe had a, might have had an intuition with regards to this, but now practically I've realized that words, thoughts have consequences in the real world. And communicating purposefully, I think, is, goes a long way to curing a lot of ills, not just for myself, but for the world around me. So what is your goal in Toastmasters? To become an effective speaker. I mean, you know, I would say that... Um, how do I put this? Um, do you want to be an area director? Do you want to be president of the club? You know what, I think, I think, as it stands currently, I don't know enough about the structure and about enough about Toastmasters to be able to um, quantify that for you. But what I can say is that I'm a massive fan of delving into my past again, having a look at certain patterns. I know joining Toastmasters, I will have a different result. Whether it's good, bad or indifferent, uh, I just don't want the same results. So what I want for this point in time is that 
if I get to engage on a public platform again, or in my interpersonal communications, that I will see different patterns happening. So that is my, my, my current goal, if I can put it that way. Okay, so for you, it's really about speaking, effective communication, speaking 100%. kind of lies. The moment you haven't really, I mean, it's an early, it's early in the path. It's very it really early, is yeah. early, and you are, you're slowly going through it. Yeah. It is, mm. and it's all going to happen in time. Yes, you know, like time, yeah. it's all going to unravel as it's meant to be in absolute alignment the way it is meant to in your life. Maybe six months' time, we'll ask me that question again. We might come back to it. <laughs> I certainly want to do a po some podcasts with you, like you know. I love what you said, and let's just wrap it up, is, is speaking is a skill and an art, and it truly is, and it's a skill that can be learned. The strength of character to face your fear and those dark areas and turn weakness into strength, I celebrate that in you, is certainly something to live by. And to communicate more purposely, less waffle, start communicate, communicating clearly and concisely that people can hear you, that they can actually understand. Warren, thank you so much for this. It's an absolute pleasure and I look forward to doing some more podcasts in the future with you. Thanks, Susan. It's been a pleasure. What I love about Toastmasters is the amazing people that you meet. My next guest is a recruitment specialist and area director of Toastmasters. He's passionate about developing Africa. He believes that human capital is a catalyst for change in Africa. He's a Zimbabwean who relocated to South Africa when Zimbabwe went through economic meltdown in 2007. He considers himself an introvert. And trust me, Toastmaster changed all of that. Welcome to Enias Chingwe. Thank you so much, Lucinda. I want to know, right from the beginning, it's such an integral question for us as Toastmasters, what made you decide to attend that first meeting? What made me attend the first meeting was that uh, I am a recruitment consultant and I struggle to give those uh, powerful presentations to the clients. In fact, every time that I would make a presentation, I would be having nerves and I'd be having those butterflies and I would not be able to close on a client. And because of that, I went out to look at a platform where I can be able to be confidently present speeches and to be able to present those killer presentations. And uh, I asked around and I was referred firstly to Voice Clinic and I tried to go that route, but then I realized I wasn't getting enough, enough um, growth. Then from there, a friend referred me to Toastmasters. In my first meeting, I went to Randbeck Toastmasters, which was then at a St. Stetians. At that place, I managed to see people delivering speeches, and I also was given an opportunity to participate in their table topics, which obviously was a disaster. I couldn't handle it. And um, after that, that's when I had to look for another Toastmasters, and I went to UWP Toastmasters. And there it felt like a family to me. And from that moment, I then decided to join UWP Toastmasters, which is now Marisway. And it has been my home from 2013 up to now. That's great. I mean, I think this is something that everybody knows. It's this family feel you have in Toastmasters. That where you find, when you find that club, you feel that it actually is your family and the ability to speak in a public forum. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the single table topics for these people that don't know. Not everyone knows a table. What is table topics? Table topics is the impromptu speaking. Where you are, we are given an opportunity to speak of the cuff. This helps you to be able to think on your feet and to answer questions immediately. 
those who mostly engage management or in the boardroom, you'd realize that you, you are often asked questions that you have to respond there and then. And table topics helps you to be able to answer correctly and without making any mistakes. So it gives you that confidence to be able to approach questions in a very logical, in a very logical and confident manner. Yeah, table topics or impromptu speaking certainly is something we need in our life. And it's something we are actually, basically, we, 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 we see it every single day of our lives. People catch us in a moment, spontaneous moment, we have to speak up or we have exactly. to answer. Whether it's in a relationship, whether it's at work, often we get caught of God. And that's how quickly can we get back on our feet. So we certainly learn a lot. What have you learned the most in Toastmasters? One thing that I've learned the most in Toastmasters is firstly to be able to confidently deliver presentations. My job involves client engagement. And without being able to present a solution, a value proposition to a client, you cannot get the business. So through Toastmasters, this has helped me to be able to present killer speeches, killer presentations, that therefore gives me the business. And because of that, I'm always an age ahead of my competitors. It's a cutthroat market, and the people that get the business are those that have got coherent, that have got solutions that are well presented and well packaged. And through Toastmasters, I've been able to do that. Secondly, Toastmasters has also honed my leadership skills and my organizational skills. Through Toastmasters, I've been able to get other leadership positions up to the president and currently as an area director. And because of that, it has helped me to hone my team building, my team building skills. And I can lead a team. Recently, I did an HPL, High Performance Leadership. And this project required me to work on a project, to work with a team, leading a team on a, on a certain target. And I've been able to do that. And I organized a club officer training, which was a success. And the team all rallied to make sure that the project was achieved. And it is because of that, that I also got to be a better leader. And through the network that we get in Toastmasters, it helps. One of the things that has helped me is that through the networks that I've built in Toastmasters, I've been able to get business from other Toastmasters and the referrals as well from other Toastmasters. So it's this house that gives you all these skills. And at the same time, you also get to get business, you also get to interact with the different people while you are growing. So to me, that recipe has helped me and is the one recipe that is making me remain in Toastmasters. So that's kind of all about business on a work level, but what about your personal level? I mean, did it have, has it had an impact on your own personal life, your own relationships? Definitely it has impacted me in terms of my personal relationships. I'm now able to give feedback. Whenever, whenever say, candidates go for, for, for interviews, they would need feedback. Previously, I could not give you feedback. But now I understand that whenever you're giving you feedback, it has to be a constructive feedback. It has to be a feedback that gets them motivated and that gets them want to learn more. So because of Toastmasters, I'm now able to give those feedback. In terms of my relation with my family, 
I'm also able to do that, to relate more, to be able to intervene where I need to give guidance. And when I'm giving guidance, it's always constructive. It's always a feedback that they would love, that would make them grow, that would make them learn. And it is because of Toastmasters that has helped me to do that. Also, on the subject of personal growth, when I look at my goals, my targets and everything, because in Toastmasters, we always have a goal. You set a goal and you go towards that, that goal. That has also helped me to look at my goals and now start setting targets in terms of deliverables. And this has helped me a lot to be able to focus my life, to be able to look at things that I need to do and focus. And that has built me to be the person that I am today. So how different is that man that arrived in South Africa in 2007 to the man sitting in front of me today in 2019? There's been a great transformation. There's been metamorphosis. Basically, I'm not, no longer that person that relocated to South Africa in, 27, in 2007. I'm a totally different person because I've been able to meet different people in Toastmasters. I've been able to work on my networking skills. I've been able to impact a lot of people, to rise to the challenge to be where I am right now as an area director. This is all because of Toastmasters. So those skills that have been impacted in me have also helped me to be a better person in terms of conducting my business. Career-wise, I've moved. If, if, if I can just go back, when I came to South Africa, I was a recruitment consultant working for a, a company. But then through Toastmasters, I managed to move out of the private sector and started my own company and to build it. Right now it's three years since I started my company and I'm still building. This would not have been possible if it wasn't for Toastmasters. So Toastmasters has been able to inject confidence in myself to be able to approach life differently, to be able to sell myself, sell my skills without any problems. And this is because of Toastmasters. I want to know, where to from here, Enias? I mean, you're area director now. What do you, mm. is, your, is your eye to go further? Do you want to get another directorship leader? Anything else, leadership role in Toastmasters? In Toastmasters, the sky is the limit. You can only go as far as you want to go. So now that I'm an area director, the next stage for me is being the division director. So that's what I'm focusing on. Secondly, I'm also looking to complete my DTL. I've already done HPL, I've done, I've done ACS and ALB, which is the track that is taking me forward to be a DTL. And I'm working on that. And I'm looking forward to be completing all this by the end of the year. So in Toastmasters, that's some area that I'm, I'm looking at to complete. I really just want to say to you, everyone doesn't know what a DTM, Toastmasters is really great on this. A DTM is a distinguished Toastmaster. Yes, that is yes. the accolade that we all aim for. You know, Enias, meeting you, it's amazing what has happened. You've come from a country where really it was, it was, the country was broken at that stage. You took it, you relocated to South Africa and you rebuilt a new life. And you certainly are an example for many people out there and a shining one at that. 
And it all comes down to that engagement in the work and your, in, and your personal capacity as well. And I loved it when you said that you can now present killer speeches and presentations. Wow, isn't that just phenomenal? That is our time up, and it was a pleasure having a chat to you, Ineos. And I know that we'll be seeing each other in the Toastmaster family in the years to come. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lucinda, for the time. I really appreciate it. I have to thank my next guest for starting my Toastmaster journey. She has been a Toastmaster for 14 years, a distinguished Toastmaster, president of Bacon and Egg Club, which is my home club, and a very talented chef. And yes, I am a loyal client of hers. Welcome to Sharon Baumgart. Thank you, Lucinda. So I always love your story. You know, I've been around and I've heard your story before, but they don't know your story. So what was your first Toastmaster experience? Well, my first Toastmaster experience was terrifying. I had, for several reasons, decided to join a Toastmasters club. And the very first one I went to, I got to the door and I looked inside and there must have been a thousand people in there. Well, maybe not a thousand, probably close to 20, but still too many. So I turned around and I walked away and went back home. Two weeks later, I plucked up the courage and I went to a meeting and I haven't looked back since. So, how, I mean, your first experience actually going in the door, the first time you didn't get to the door, but the second one on actually going in? It was terrifying. I was really scared. I was really nervous. There was people I didn't know. There was no ways I was going to stand up and talk to anyone, never mind all these other people around me. But I was encouraged. From day one, I was encouraged to take part, and that's where I am today, 15 years later, and I can talk to people. You know, it's quite interesting. You're going to be the only distinguished Toastmaster that I get to interview on this podcast. And you're also the president of Bacon and Egg Club. So I want to find out from you, I mean, the road to being a distinguished Toastmaster, how easy is it? It's not that easy. It takes a long time. Uh, you can do it quicker, but I did do it over seven years. You go through all of the education. So you speak about 40 speeches. You do the leadership. You do uh, high performance leadership. You have to take part in area and districts functions. So it's a tough one. It certainly seems like at the level that I'm at, it certainly is a lot of work. As you say, you become a Toastmaster addict. It kind of absorbs yes. and takes up your life. Yes, it does. It does definitely, unless you put a bit of brakes onto it, but you can really be involved in Toastmasters to the highest level. So what was the reason? Why did you actually decide to join Toastmasters? I come out of a very abusive marriage and to me to talk to two people was a lot. And a friend of my mom's, who's now in her 90s, said to me I had to get through this and the best thing to do was to join Toastmasters. And that's why I started. And now I could talk to 400 people, never mind just four. It really has given me the confidence for that. You know, if I look at the person in front of me today, the person I see, it's quite difficult thinking back on that story. It really is a favorite story because I think so many people can relate to that, especially women coming out of abusive relationships. And one of the other podcast guests I'm going to have is going to go into her story a lot more deeply about the damaging effects and what it took for her to eventually decide she needed confidence in her life. Mm. And she's used, used Toastmasters exactly to give her confidence and to rebuild her life and come out a much stronger woman from it. So it's people like you that really do, you carry that flame for other women out there. Because I think there are many people that lack a voice, they're silent, it's my passion, secret passion always, you know, in my work with voice, your power, hidden voices. There are too many people that are silent. They're too scared to speak. They're mm -hmm. too scared to be visible. And you sure, from someone that 
your early story to where you are now and the way I see you as a president of the club is pretty impressive. Oh, thank you. It is, I mean, there are so many people out there that wonder how it's done and can they do it and is, can one actually get up again you know, after adversity? We, we heard a speech earlier on adversity. You know, I think a lot of people feel that they can't get back up again and they can't be that most exceptional person they can be. But I think you certainly can wear that flag. I mean, you have been, a, you've been your president, you're a distinguished Toastmaster. You've been at a, dist, a district contest. You've been a club coordinator. I mean, what more is there? Is there anything else that you want to attain in Toastmasters? Not in Toastmasters. I think my journey has gone far enough. I'm just repeating with this Pathways, which is the brand new education series there. That has given me a new interest in Toastmasters as a whole. You can specialise. It really is a brand new and more modern education process. So you think it's improved from the old system to the new system? There was a lot, I don't know enough about Pathways yet, I haven't gone far enough, but I do think it's more modern, it's more relevant to our times now. We're using things like podcasts and you're using more social media and more technical stuff than we did in the previous modules. You see, all I've ever known is, is Pathways, and I, I find the old system difficult to understand because I've never been exposed to it. Mm. So, but I can see that this, this program definitely pushes you. So Toastmasters, from your perspective... How important is it to someone as far as their development and growth goes in life? It's definitely. If I had known this when I was 15, I would have joined then. It's something that grows you, not just in speaking, and that is something people don't understand. They think it's just to be public speaking. But at the end of the day, every time you speak to somebody else, it's the public you're speaking to. But apart from the speaking is the leadership side, and I think I've taken more from the leadership side than I have from the speaking. I can speak now, I can speak to anybody, and I can think on my feet. But the learning of the leadership side is so important, and that's something we don't get taught anywhere. I think it's something that probably in the school system, I think the school syllabus could really do with this kind of work. Oh, definitely. I think Toastmasters as a whole should go into the school syllabus. I mean, I joke about it. The Toastmasters that tell you, like today we heard, um, one of the guys, he got in at the age of 17, you know, between... 18 and 35, I was running around acting like a complete hooligan. So I wouldn't have been in Toastmasters. But I can tell you, it would have been a massive thing if we actually had got into it a lot earlier and not later on in life. I think it's had a positive spin. So what have you learned the most out of Toastmasters, can you say? I would say it's confidence and the leadership. And now I run my own businesses and I would never have been able to do that before. It gives me the confidence to be able to talk to people, to say, yes, I know I can do this. I don't have to rely on anyone else to do it. I can do it. And I know that through the confidence I've learned through Toastmasters. And also, I've learned how to deal with people. And when you've got staff, you have to know that. You can't just walk in and bulldoze your way through everything. And you have to know how to talk to people, how to treat people, and how to interact with them and bring out the best that they can be. I mean, a good question, because I mean, I've seen you working with conflict, and you're really good at working with conflict. Was that always so? Was it something you learned through Toastmasters? Definitely something through Toastmasters. When I was married, it was how I dealt with conflict was by running away and not saying anything. And now you can't do that. You've got to deal with it head on, and you've got to deal with it with your head on so you know how to do it without causing more ructions than you've already caused. So as far as you go, I mean, you're going to be staying in Toastmasters? Is this where you're going to be staying? I mean, is this something that's part of your life? I think it is. A lot of people join, or several people join, and they just join for a reason, and they stay for one or two years, and then they leave. 
for me, I've been in here for 14, going on 15 years, and I learn something new every single time I go to a meeting. So it's not something that I can say I've done it. Now with Pathways, it's a brand new learning curve, and I'll be doing working through that. And like I say, you learn something all the time, so why not go there every time there's a meeting? So tell me a good question, because I haven't actually asked anyone else this question. We've got a bit of time. Who was your greatest mentor in Toastmasters? I had a lot. I had one particular one, Jack Hartman. He was a brilliant mentor. Uh, we got on really well. He was also an Aquarian. But we saw the same things in people. We saw the same traits and we could figure out how to deal with it. We also had a lot of the same belief systems. And we both thought out of the box. We didn't like to go along with everybody else said. So for me, he was an ideal mentor because he could sort of say, well, this is where you direct your energies. And he sadly passed on last year, but he was a great mentor. And I certainly always hear, you know, hear about him um, via you and others. And um, sadly, I never got to meet him. I think I joined the club literally months, literally, I think it was months, when, other than when he was literally passing over, it was literally a month before. So here to from now, you're going to be staying in Toastmasters. You're definitely directing our ship, which is bacon egg, in a very fine way. And um, anything else you want to leave? Any other information you want to share with anyone out there? On no, Toastmasters? I would just say, if you're not a Toastmaster, then go and join a club today. That's it. I mean, we can't say it better than that. I don't think, uh, I think we've got that as well from Ennis' uh, interview as well. He's kind of said, this is it. And I think it has a very big impact on your life, both personally and from a work perspective. If you want to see change, then you've got to challenge yourself. And Toastmasters certainly does that for you. Definitely. Sharon, thank you very much. It was an absolute honor since you're the very person that got me to join Toastmasters and you're my finest. Toastmaster role model. Thank you. My next guest is a woman I met through Toastmasters and she was just pure inspiration. She's a mother and wife. She says she was born with a big mouth and always knew that she had purpose to fulfill. She's passionate about life as a whole and has a huge heart for people irrespective of race, gender or age. Melissa Lawrence Welcome, and it is, I can't tell you how much I've wanted to get to this podcast with you today. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, and thank you for allowing me to be part of this. I really want to know, what was the deciding factor to actually even walk into your first Toastmaster meeting? Well, I was introduced to Toastmasters at a women's forum I attended in my workplace, and curiosity got the best of me. My first meeting, I must say, was horrible. The weather was horrible, and I didn't feel welcome there. But something inside of me just kept on proning me to go back. The next meeting I attended was at Randburg Toastmasters, and immediately I felt the warmth, I felt the love in that club, and I, and I immediately signed up. What I decided to do, at first I thought that Toastmasters was not for me, not knowing that in the end I will actually end up, as I said, visiting another club. That was October 2016, and it felt like home. I was hooked instantaneously, and the rest is history. I haven't looked back since. So I've, ha I've had a couple of people probably over the last couple of days tell me that I'm a Toastmaster addict. Would you say a Toastmaster addict? Definitely. Irrespective of the weather, I ensure that I arrive for every club meeting. 
unless obviously life does happen so we make room for that but i ensure that i am there because it's not only about learning it's also about the fact that it feels like home and the network that you create by meeting so many other people so yes i am too a toastmaster addict well, yeah, I think we're going to start a Toastmaster Anonymous. I think that's a group that we need to start for that. Uh, recovery, if you are falling prey to being addicted to Toastmasters. Well, we'll have to look into that one. What I want to ask you is, um, what have you learned since joining Toastmasters? Toastmasters have taught me to think on my feet, especially with the table topics. And there I was thinking that I'm only going to brush up on my public speaking, not knowing that my leadership skills will also be brushed up on. Since I joined to date, I have learned that it is not what you say, but it is also how you package it and how you actually need to capture your audience. So all of this has taught me to think on my feet and also to be more confident in standing in front of a crowd. I kind of want to ask you, what do you think was that defining moment, that aha moment you had on this Toastmaster journey? You know, let me give you an example of mine. During the communication speech, and then suddenly realizing in the middle of it, that I actually thought I'd been communicating because I had probably like you, like explained, a big mouth. You just, you just spoke a lot of stuff, but nobody could really understand it because it wasn't clear and concise and structured. So that was when I realized, oh my word, here I was talking, but no one could understand a word I was saying. What was your aha moment? My aha moment was actually in my first module when I did my third project, which the title was Get to the Point. So normally when we just speak and we speak and we speak and we go off the topic. And that is where I learned that when you actually move away from the topic, that is where you lose your audience instantaneously. So your speech or your presentation should always be in three parts. You should have a body, you should have an introduction, a body, and a summary. And that is what you focus on. Get to the point. That was my aha moment. Awesome. I think that that is just so critical in life. You know, I think we waffle a lot and then people get bored and they don't listen. People have a real problem with listening. Did you also feel that listening skills was something that you learned in Toastmasters? Definitely. I would always listen to respond and Toastmasters have taught me to listen, not only to respond, but also listen attentively and take everything in. It is not always about a response, but it is listening and making sure that when you do respond, you respond from a good place. So after this entire aha moment of yours, did it have an impact on your work and your home life? Definitely. I must say my manager, my current manager, actually complimented me on my listening skills not too long ago because I would always be the one that always wanted to have something to say. And now I actually listen and I analyze the situation. And when I open my mouth, I ensure that it is constructive information that comes out of it. So definitely is home as well. My son actually complimented me as well and he's eight years old we actually said to me mommy you listen more than what you shout so definitely yes <laughs> i think the kids would like that one but yeah it's a very important thing and it certainly has a huge ram um, effect on your entire life because i know a little bit about your story i wonder if you want to share that because this comes up a lot with a lot of women that i meet 
is their reason for joining Toastmasters might be different. They might not only become public speakers, but they've lost their confidence and they haven't got a voice. So share us a little bit about your story, because that's had quite an important, and that this is your passion in your heart, we know too. So I'd like you to share that with us about that part of your life. When I joined Toastmasters, I was already in an abusive marriage, and I never thought that I would actually have a platform where I can actually educate and empower other women. I always thought that this was my story and I will never be able to share it with anyone, not realizing that being part of Toastmasters is that platform. And now I am using it to share my story. Abuse is very broad. People always tend to categorize abuse as physical only, and it is not. It's physical, it's emotional, it's mental, it's sexual, it comes in every form. And me being in it at the moment, I have used this platform of Toastmasters to share my story as difficult as it may be because obviously if you are in it and you need to tell somebody else, it is not easy. But there are so many women out there that is going through what I am going through and you're wondering how am I going to fix it? How am I going to get out of the situation? And the only way that you can is you need to start with yourself. You need to set yourself free. You need to take your own power back. And you do that by saying something about it, by speaking out. You might think that you are the only one. You are not. There is a network out there. There is support structures out there. So set yourself free and say something about it. I love that about you, and I mean, I heard one of your speeches, and uh, actually twice I've heard your speech, um, about, you know, exactly that, what you went through, and it is a very powerful story, and I think we, d we don't realize how pandemic this problem is, it's huge, and the only way to start changing things is to start speaking up, when women real uh, come up, and they're empowered rather than being victims, and this is something you speak very strongly about, and there are many women that actually they actually need the Toastmaster journey in order to find the voice without any more fear. For them to stand up in front of an audience, even if you had to just get them to introduce themselves, it is terrifying for them because they're so crushed. They've lost their self-confidence. They've lost their self-worth. They feel like nothing because of the abuse they've been through. And this for me is an important part and why this particular uh, this particular podcast with you was so critical for those people out there. And if it's you... You need to actually realize you're not alone. There are others going through it. Two people sitting right here today that have been through it and that you can just reach out and you don't have to do this alone. So I want to ask you a question. I want to know from you, where to from here? There's a beautiful quote by Casey Kasim, which reads, Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. You do not know what you can do until you try. Well, I for one, I'm well on my way to the stars, taking it one step at a time, touching one heart at a time. I just love that. I mean, those words are just amazing. I mean, if you didn't get that, keep your feet on the ground and keep, keep reaching for the stars. You do not know what you can do until you try. Beautiful words, especially if you're in the darkness and you're finding a dark night of the soul and you look up the sky every night, those stars do shine and believe in shining, believe in the magic of it. Anything else, the last thing you want to share? I actually watched a beautiful movie not too long ago titled Angels in the Snow. 
and there was one thing that the main actress said she said sometimes the most difficult roads leads to the most beautiful destinations take the road unknown take that road because even though it may be dark right now the rainbow is waiting on the other side oh those words everybody you couldn't have wished for a better podcast. This is a lady when it comes to your story that I'm sure going to get on the podcast with me. But today it is really the Toastmaster, your story. And there you go. This is absolutely what it's all about. And let me tell you, I've met a wonderful person on the road in Melissa. And you meet beautiful people, incredible friends for a lifetime, I do guess. But we have one vision and one purpose in mind is to grow and to grow together. And that is what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Melissa, it's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. Thank today. you very much, Lucinda. Hi, I'm Lucinda. And this podcast was created for my very own home club, Bacon Egg Toastmasters. This journey has been, yes, quite a roller coaster of a lot of discovery and a lot of learning, a lot of growth, and I've met the most remarkable people on this road. I have such gratitude in my heart for that first day that I met one of the guests that you heard about, Sharon Baumgart. If I hadn't met her, I don't think I would have joined Toastmasters. I'd been waiting for years to join the Toastmasters Club, wanting and kind of waiting, and I just never found that place that place that I wanted to belong to. And this exact club gave that to me. And there is a club out there for every single one of you. My club is not for everybody. And as you'll hear, as you've heard, via the people that I have interviewed, the five amazing people, is their journey. It is exactly what took them to that first meeting and them finding a home club and a sense of belonging to a place that they felt they could grow and learn and expand exponentially. What I wanted to do, yes, was to show you five diversely different Toastmasters, each with a unique story, and what has Toastmasters done for them personally and then in their careers. I never expected this podcast to be so eye-opening, so powerful, and also so humbling. If I can tell you that after each interview, I sat sometimes with a couple of tears. Sometimes I was just total elation at meeting another amazing human being. I connected deeply to all five of these people. And I really felt by the end of it, I saw the whole bigger picture of why I started into Toastmasters originally. And as I reflect on these five interviews, it has shown me so much about Toastmasters, what it can do for you as a person, how it can change and shape you. The most experienced Toastmaster spoke with such confidence and strength that I absolutely got the podcast. It sunk even deeper in my veins as I listened to the final My Biggest Story which was the distinguished Toastmaster Sharon Baumgart. Here I'd gone through five different people from different backgrounds, different lives, and different experiences. And I want to reflect on these five fine people that I 
personally got to interview. I went into their homes. I went to their workplaces. I connected with them on a very deep level. They chose to do it in person. And honestly, I think in a podcast, it is way more powerful to actually go and meet people and actually experience it at such a deep, profound level. Gaudi Moeng. Here was a woman that I had met, but only by the interview did I actually learn a lot more about her. She is the area director of the area that I'm in. And here was a woman who used her skills, told her story to how she even got to the ability and the place to actually start two new businesses. One of them, a leadership project for the youth. Now that is something that is so critical. I keep on saying we should have this kind of skill set in our curriculum in schools and the education system. And here we've got somebody doing just that. Then was Warren Vessels, brand new in Toastmasters, three months, a financial entrepreneur with a fear of public speaking. He spoke about an absolute knocker of a wedding speech, but he fell to the ground as soon as he tried to present it. And he said he realized that there are these dark areas or corners in your life. And the thing is, you need to actually go look at them and work on them. Your weaknesses, you can turn into strengths. And that is the power of the life we're living in. What I loved about it, you have to work at not only the structuring the way you think, but then how you write and then how you speak. This is key. Learning to think, to write and speak in a concise, clear and structured manner so others can assimilate and they can learn to hear you. Then it was Enias Shingwe. Now he had come from Zimbabwe into South Africa. Not easy. He had relocated and started from scratch all over again. Toastmasters gave him the strength to raise himself substantially, as he put it, into being a killer speech whatever he called it, actually, but he said now he could give killer presentations. That is what it teaches you to be. Sharon Baumgart, I've spoken about here, directed Toastmaster with her own business. And from a very scare and shy, shy and scared person to being so formidable, this is a woman who stands her ground. If ever there's a role model ahead of me right now, it would be this woman who arrived in my life got me into Toastmasters. And finally, my guest was Toastmaster Melissa Lawrence. This is a woman who suffered abuse and she rose in magnificence. And she's a shining example to women. She's guiding her own children. She's believing that she must heal the wounds of her past. And this is somebody who now in her life can get up and be a voice for others. As she puts, every day, if she can just heal one heart, she's doing enough. And trust me, if every day we could help someone heal and touch their heart, we're doing more than anybody could ever want to do. Now, I came at Toastmaster wanting to speak. TEDx was my dream, but I was all over the place. I had a goal, I had a dream, but I didn't have the way, the journey, the path to get me there. Toastmasters has given me just that. It's given me the way. I've spoken in contests. I've been in competition and I keep on being pushed and challenged to further my skills. I've learned to listen more. I've learned to communicate in a concise way 
and much more effectively. Before, I was a loose shotgun all over the show, still a lot of anger coming through, but I wasn't connecting to my audience. And this is the power of Toastmasters. If you've got a message on your heart, you want to go out in the world, and you want to make a difference, whether it's your personal relationships, everybody knows that it did that. Maybe it's your work, maybe your conflict and problems at work. I know an attorney that's too terrified in the courtroom. These, this is exactly where you learn these skills to take you ahead in this world. I'm not going to rah-rah, only Toastmasters, many things have led to who I am today. But Toastmasters has been for me an absolutely instrumental player in my life to be a speaker. And the kind of speaker I am today, I'm edging closer and closer to that TEDx dream of mine and picking up a lot of amazing people and friends along the way. And to my club, Bacon and Egg, I can't shout enough out. I am proudly a Toastmaster. And I stand for the ethics, the integrity, the values of being a human and actually being part of something bigger than even Toastmasters. I hope that you connect to this, this podcast today. And I hope that you too will just try it once. Go to a meeting, see how you feel. If that's your place, then that is what this podcast is meant to do. And there are many other forums too. But in life, take the challenges. Don't shy away. Look at those dark places, those dark boxes, those things that you're hiding away. Look at those areas of fear and start embracing it and start working towards being the most exceptional person that only you are. You are unique. You have a story and you have a voice. If you can utter some words, all you have to do now is to build that skill to become exceptional in your, however far you want to take it. But this is an incredible, incredible forum to be, is Toastmasters. So wherever we catch you today, I hope you've enjoyed the toast, this Toastmaster podcast. And I hope all five of these people, why I chose them, I hope that one of them you'd relate to listening to this podcast. Maybe you can pick up a bit of information, a bit of insight, something that resonates for you. Till my next podcast, it will be a pure your story going out globally to the world and asking people to join me to discuss their real key story and how they transformed, how they grew, what was it that never ever made them ever give up and ever say they cannot. Yes, you can. You have this one life and go out and live it. A lot of love to you, Lucinda here, and I'll catch you on my next podcast.